Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today we are talking about the worst vulnerabilities of 2023 as we wrap up this year. I love to do 2023 wrap-ups to see where we've been. Now, if you're a longtime follower of mine, you know that every Sunday, basically, unless I'm traveling, I'm doing a Breaches of the Week video and podcast. also do a radio segment on, on that on my radio show, and, and I am tracking a lot of these. And by virtue of vulnerabilities... We see a lot of companies and organizations simply get hit and, 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 and broken into and extorted, all these different kinds of things. So with that, let's go through the top 10 list. Now, I started compiling my own list uh, just <clears throat> from, from basically my notes in Breaches of the Week, and I will be doing a 2023 Worst Breaches. But on top of that, I started looking around, and quite frankly, there were some really good lists out there that were already being tracked on top of what I'm tracking as well. So with that... I went to Qualys because Qualys had actually a really good blog of their top 10, and quite frankly, they aligned with what I came up with, but their order is different than mine. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to use Qualys's top 10 list, which aligned with mine, just in a different order, and then we're going to go through where I think this should actually be. And some of these, I think, are perfectly fine where they are, but there are a few that need to be way higher on this list, and I know what Qualys was doing, and we'll get to that. So <clears throat> with that... Let's dive right in at number 10, and that is the Sugar CRM remote code execution vulnerability. Now, that zero day basically allowed remote execution, uh, and so it allowed malicious attackers to inject basically malicious PHP code into the platform, which obviously then allowed the systems to be attacked and exfiltrated. Obviously, a huge thing. So if you're running Sugar CRM, make sure you're, uh, you're patching that. And yeah, I think that's perfectly fine at number 10. Same with number nine, which was the VMware ARIA operations for network command injection vulnerability. This allowed attackers equipped with network access to remotely execute code with administrative privileges and obviously take control of the affected system. Now, that is obviously a huge problem, but you have had to be inside the perimeter behind the firewall basically to get to this which is why uh this one is higher up on the list if this was more publicly exposed because let's say vmware consoles were exposed you know to the internet and they never should be for the record then uh, this would be much higher on the list but at number nine i think it's perfectly fine coming in at number eight according to qualis is the barracuda email security gateway vulnerability and this is the first one i think that should be much higher on the list maybe three or four uh, maybe even number two now here's what's happening with this the vulnerability basically was found in the parsing logic for processing tar files or tar files and it permitted unsanitized user inputs to be executed as a system command therefore that granted attackers the ability to remotely manipulate system commands with significant privileges and that basically was exploited globally so you could get into the gateway you could intercept or alter emails inject malware phishing links phishing links to bypass the spam filter all those kinds of things. That's obviously a huge, huge issue. But the reason why it needs to be higher up because it's CVSS score, meaning is it, you know, is it zero to no threat to 10 to, oh my God, the world is burning down. It's got a pretty high CVSS score. But here's the thing. This is a black eye for the cybersecurity community. Barracuda is selling threat detection systems in multiple ways, firewalls, you know, spam filters, etc. And so to have that actually flawed and executed on is a huge vulnerability and a black eye for the cybersecurity community. So I think they should be higher. And the reason why Qualys put them at eight is I believe that they are going off their own internal scoring of what they see as a high, you know, medium, low, or critical vulnerability. And by virtue of that, they are ranking these accordingly, not to mention the amount of time they seen them in the wild now on top of that <clears throat> we have number seven uh, number seven i think is perfectly fine windows common log file system driver elevation of privilege 
vulnerability. Now this allowed for the transformation of the subsystem into a gateway for attackers to acquire basically top level privileges of the operating system. Now, essentially, this vulnerability was weaponized to distribute ransomware, uh, you know, and, and, and other things as well. So it's not good. And please make sure you're keeping Windows up to date. Windows is on this list more than once for the record. <laughs> Number six is an interesting one. Let's talk voice over IP real quick because we have the 3CX desktop client supply chain vulnerability. Now, in several attacks, this breach was a multi-stage incursion where attackers trojanized a legitimate version of the 3CX desktop app, embedded malicious code into the actual installer, and then put it out on the actual 3X, 3CX website basically as an update. And so you're running a, a 3CX voice over IP system, you've got the desktop, and they come out and say, hey, we've got version, you know, whatever. It's actually malicious. You were downloading that into your system. And by virtue of that, because so many security systems just allow voice over IP to be bypassed without check, you know, they, they have problems with ALG and like other threat detection systems. <clears throat> Obviously, this got whitelisted, very similar to how SolarWinds was whitelisted when their quote unquote legitimate update was pushed out and the OIP, the Orion Improvement Protocol, was simply whitelisted by a lot of uh, perimeter defense systems. Now, this particular tactic enabled the compromise of both Windows and Mac OS, and it allowed the attackers to harvest system details, all that kind of stuff. So this is a huge issue. And so if you're running a 3CX uh, desktop client, make sure it's fully up to date and not the malicious one, which they have gotten rid of. At number five, and this truthfully, truthfully, truthfully should be number one, if you are going by just the damage this has caused, and you might know what I'm talking about here, we're talking about move it the transfer injection vulnerability. Now, this vulnerability paved the way for basically SQL injection attacks where the attacker could inject malicious data into databases and then execute arbitrary code and essentially do whatever they wanted to do. Now, the associated, uh, the associated, the, the gang associated with this, CLOP, the ransomware gang, basically extracted a huge amount of data. And why this is number one is every single week I have done a breaches of the week since Move It, that bomb dropped. Every single week I have had basically one at least one company come out and declare a data breach as a result of using move it oftentimes it's even down the chain meaning one has to declare and their clients have to declare because their clients now got caught up with move it and have to declare it's been an absolute mess and if you're a longtime listener follower or listener to my radio show you know i talk about move it every single week because it's in the news for vulnerability and breaches every single week this should be number one hands down now with that Let's move on and talk about the Microsoft Outlook Elevation of Privilege vulnerability. This is coming in at number four, and this is a bad one. Now, this flaw allowed attackers to bypass authentication measures, facilitating unauthorized access to basically whatever data they wanted and enabling user impersonation within an organization. Now, this required no interaction with the actual user or owner of Outlook. The attackers initiated it by simply sending an email then activated the vulnerability as soon as it was processed by Outlook, and so it bypassed some of those Outlook safeguards like the preview pane. So that's obviously a huge issue. And if you're running Microsoft uh, Outlook, you've got to make sure you're keeping that thing up to date. Super, super important. Number three, 
And this, yeah, this should be around this area as well because this is another big one, not quite like Move It, but in that vein was the Fortra Go Anywhere Managed File Transfer or MFT Remote Code Execution Vulnerability. This one allowed basically command injection flaws uh, or the command injection flaws allowed attackers with public internet access to the administrative console to execute remote code on unpatched versions, potentially leading to obviously data breaches, you know, extortion, all these kinds of things. And this was another one where months went by where I was seeing Fortra. It started to die down uh, as Move It has slightly died down, but I'm not seeing nearly as much Fortra as I have Move It literally all year. And I'm expecting to be talking about this in, uh, in 2024 as well. Very similar, not just to SolarWinds, but also to BlackBot as well a few years back where we were seeing BlackBot disclosures for like two straight years. It's absolutely crazy. Number two is the Windows Smart Screen Security Feature Bypass Vulnerability. Now, this flaw allows attackers to bypass the Mark of the Web, or MOTW, defense that's integral to both Smart Screen and Microsoft Office's protected view, making it easier to spread malware through crafted malicious files that evade essential security checks and distribute malware more freely across systems. Another reason why we have to potentially, or perpetually, excuse me, keep our Windows and Mac for the record. Mac people, you are not off the hook, but we've got to keep everything up to date. I don't care if it's an Android or an iPhone, keep it up to date. And the number one vulnerability, according to Qualys, again, scoring it, and this one's a 10 out of 10 because of what it allows attacker to do, is the uh, basically the popular print management software, Papercut. Specifically, it had multiple security vulnerabilities that were discovered basically in one shot. Now, originating from inadequate access control measures within the setup completed Java class, this particular vulnerability allowed malicious actors to bypass authentication procedures and execute arbitrary code with heightened privileges on systems that had this. In other words, you could take stuff over with the greatest of ease if you simply knew how to exploit the vulnerability in Papercut. And quite frankly, you can usually go read blogs on how to do it. And so that is a huge issue. And those were the top 10. Like I said, Move It, hands down, I think is number one, but much props to Qualys because we aligned on pretty much all of this when I was going through looking at the breaches and looking at the vulnerabilities and the CVE database as well, where all of these are published. So, so this is a huge one. Um, and, uh, and props to them for, for, for having a pretty solid list, but again, move it was number one. So were you affected by any of these? I'd love to hear that. And, uh, if you're working for a large corporation, you might be affected by multiple. That's just how the way, the way of the world is right now. So happy 2024, everybody. Hopefully we're going to have less vulnerabilities next year but I kind of doubt it. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where you're going to get no vulnerabilities, none of the time, maybe with those platforms, but not with me. Same with YouTube, where you should subscribe. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private and patch your stuff. If you've learned anything today, patch your stuff. Take care.